Right. The one that was and we're the other dentist salts. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, c- continue. <laughs> this is how we do things. Continue. No. Finish okay. your story. All right. <laughs> no, no, after you. No, after you. No, no after you. By all means. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this? Have you ever seen this place in Enid called Leonardo's Discovery <gasps> Warehouse? Yes. I love that place, and I've been wanting to take my kid to it. And then fucking the coronavirus hit, and we we were literally couldn't go anywhere. Man. Right. Oh, it sucked. He had last October uh, was we were supposed to go on his Make a Wish trip. Oh, right. And because he qualified for Make a Wish, oh. and so we're going supposed to be going to Daytona. And he gets to tour the track, and then we get to go oh, to no Disney, shit. Universal Studios, and the Fish Place. Uh, oh, uh, SeaWorld. Sea yes, SeaWorld. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's so, going to be so for a whole week. Do you mind me asking what was yeah. wrong with him? Yeah, when he was uh, when he was born, it's called I just it's I've always called it HLHS. I just recently found out it's HRHS, hypoplastic right heart syndrome. Okay. And that's one thing. <laughs> he also was born. So his heart's with, on the wrong side. No, he has <clears throat> you know in your heart you have four chambers and yeah. you have two uh, ventricles. He was born with only one ventricle. The other one was uh, never really formed. And so his heart, the reason it should be HLHS, which is hypoplastic left heart syndrome, but his heart was also born backwards. His uh, aortic and pulmonary were reversed and twisted. His aortic uh, was bicuspid and not tricuspid. He had a... A VSD, which is a hole in your heart, but it was so big that it almost wasn't a hole. It was almost like there was nothing there. So all of his, I mean, his his blood oxygen level until he had his last surgery at three years old on an average day would never get above about 78. Wow. Yeah. And so that was, and uh, so he had all these different defects that just hit him all at once. And we didn't find out until he was born. And it was like. Oh, we hear a murmur, and then you send us to the next doctor. Oh, well, we got this, and then they send us to the surgeons, and then it's like, holy shit, balls! Like, here's all got, this too. Yeah. yeah, three definite scheduled surgeries. The first one is just going to be to put the shunt in because they can't do the regular one because his abnormalities are complex in their own version right, of themselves. Yeah. And so they're learning with him. They don't know what the fuck to do with him. Right. I mean, he never... Oh, my God. But the surgeon, our surgeon, his name is Hisashi Nikaido. Okay. And he is one of the top five pediatric thoracic surgeons in the world. Hell yeah. Yeah, he packs up his whole surgical staff once a year, and they go to Honduras, and they perform heart surgeries for kids who don't have any access to medical care. And, I mean, they... Where do you have to go to to see him? uh, He was through... It was all through St. Francis Children's. And uh, so we're at in in Tulsa. Oh, in Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah, we lucked out. We didn't have to go anywhere. I've got real good friends that had to go to like fucking St. Louis and places because you've got to find people who specialize in the surgery. Right, right. And so, uh, but so he had his first surgery at three months old. He would have had it immediately, but because of his complications, they needed him to be a little bit bigger. So at three months old, he goes, and he's so cute, you guys. Yeah. My kid was, the pardon me for being biased, but my kid was fucking <laughs> the most adorable doll. And he was like, he was skinny, but he was like, he was like a little man. Like, I've got pictures yeah. of him we took right before that oh, surgery. Yeah. Anyway, he was sitting, it was just, he just looked like a little man sitting there. It was funny. But, uh, so he had his first one. And his first one, seven days after surgery everything's looking great everybody's happy high five and he came out great and then all of a sudden his oxygen starts dropping and they can't figure out why first it's positional first it's if he's laying down his oxygen's dropping so we sit him up well then even sitting up uh, it just and then it got to where they kept trying to figure it out they couldn't figure out if the shunt was kinked what was going on because he's on you know open heart surgery and yeah. he's, all, he's just been closed up yeah so uh they take him and they're checking him out and it gets to where I mean he's dropping like into the 40s Jesus. his oxygen Ooh. levels are he's turning blue he can't you know he's just he's oh yeah that was crazy and God, so they said we're going to have to go in for an immediate second surgery right. so okay they get the whole team together they get him up there open him up 
nothing looks wrong. Everything looks functional. They cannot figure out what the fuck's going on. Well, as they got him on the surgery table, they lost him once and had to bring him back. And I've got, this was an all-night surgery, and I've got nurses coming up there with tears and rolling down their face saying, we are doing everything possible to get to help him. And But nobody was telling me it was looking good. Right. And so... They finally, they get him stabilized, and they put him on this machine called ECMO, which is basically a heart and lung bypass machine. And it's a whole, I mean, you say it's a machine. It took up the entire fucking PICU room, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it has its own nurse that's staffed 24 hours just for the machine. And uh, as they're getting him into the room, we were downstairs because they were, you know, everything was crazy. They were telling us to go sleep. Well, my husband forgot his coat, and he ran back up to get his coat, and when he did, they had just put up the blue tarps because he coated again. And there, and so my husband had to go in and get his coat out while they've got my kid coated on the table, oh, you know. Oh, my God. So we were in there that stint, because he was on ECMO for two and a half weeks, and I've never really heard of kids being on there that long and coming off, and nobody was telling me what the next step was because nobody knew what was wrong. And so I remember one day Dr. Nakaido came in, and it was the first time I had seen him walk in with a smile on his face, man. Oh, and he said, I figured it out. He remembered some kid he had when he first came to Tulsa. And it, uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, Rosie. He had developed pulmonary hypertension, which was why he couldn't. So they put him on... They had He was on Viagra until he was... Because Viagra opens and dilates your vessels. It so. was for hearts whenever they first made it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what it intentionally was made for, was for hearts, though. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and I remember asking the doctor, like, how long is he going to be on it? Is it going to be forever? Right. Am I going to have to get him a trapper keeper when he goes to kindergarten? Right. You know? <laughs> and so, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? Oh, no. God, that's terrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> and the poor kid goes to school. You have to think about these things so I'm trying and God knows I'm a mama bear I'm gonna tear someone oh for sure for sure fuck with my kid but he had that (coughs) and then he had a second one (coughs) a year later (coughs) (laughs) you're good go ahead momento (coughs) it was like once a year he had a surgery until he was three and the surgeries, it's, oh, it's fucking cool because uh, basically there's two veins that go into your heart. One of them carries the blood from your body, like your arms and legs, and brings it back to your heart. And your heart uh, pumps it to the lungs. Your lungs oxygenate it, blah, blah, right. blah. And the other one brings the blood from your core, like your trunk and your head. Well, those two veins, they cut completely off his heart and stitched him directly into his pulmonary. And so his blood, when it recirculates, doesn't even go back through the heart. It just goes straight from his body to his lungs. So he's on a natural current. Wow. And uh, it's a replumbing job. And that, according to what we've been told, that will get him through to like <laughs> mid-20s. Oh, really? Mid-20s, we're looking at having, probably having to have a transplant. By then, though, The only the reason technology. they haven't done it now right. is because they don't know how to fix what's wrong with him now. He's so complicated. Right. But exactly, exactly. I that. keep up on all the technology. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm now? not even worried. He's 11 now. And yeah. is he, I mean, is he... And he looks... I mean, he You'd looks, never know anything was wrong with him. Yeah. He is... A cute mean, kid. Oh, yeah. A, cute, he's a kid. He's a cute kid. Yeah. And, and he's... Oh, he's fucking funny. Yeah. He's so... He's got my sense of sarcasm and his dad's temper, which is a terrible mix. <laughs> but, uh, he's got that, but he's just... I remember one day, it was the first day we were starting that virtual school for homeschool, you know. And uh, I got everything ready. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be, the, I'm gonna be the number one mom today. I got <laughs> the whole table set up. I've got my kitchen set or my dining room set up like a classroom. He sits down, and I go on the TV and I'm looking to put on YouTube. I'm gonna put some study music, some mm-hmm. ethereal study music, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the right, right, the right frequency hurts to help him learn as much as he can. Yes. And I go in there, and he walks in the dining room, and he's like, What is that? Like a study music. It's gonna help you learn, man. And he's like. Well, sounds like Jesus is coming back in the living room. 
just like stood there for a second and then I just thought I couldn't say anything because I was so fucking proud of that just line. Turned it off. <laughs> yeah, I was so glad how quick he was. <laughs> That's I need to pass oh, 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 you're good. Someone needs to point your <coughs> finger at me. Elytra no, He is really funny. We got the, there we I go. Got that one. Well, by the way, we have uh, Joellen Scholl on, hey! on the show for, for today. And, uh, <laughs> we I had just, to Smith to throw that in. I just wanted to let right. it go. Oh, yeah. Before the first break, before the commercial break. For sure, so. for sure, yeah. Right. Oh, wow. So, uh, Intentionally yeah. brought that in on a downer then. So. No, no, no. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you had like my attention. That's oh, my God. Like, like, that's the way you bring them in. Yeah. Like, now they're here. Yeah. Right. Now, now they want to know. We have Joel and Shell. Exactly. Yeah, man. We, <laughs> we, I didn't know that whole story from the beginning. I knew, I knew he was sick, but I just didn't know how mm-hmm. extreme it was because, I mean... Do you have like a GoFundMe or anything people could Do you have anything like check that? Out? No. <laughs> I was gonna say, could we set something up like that? Sure, you could. You Man, could try to figure something out. I, I'm not good at. A, I don't want. I, I know. know. I what mean, I mean? just just. I mean, hospital bills alone, and if the, even say those were all paid, just the money of. You know, driving. Out. Yeah, the, the Man, yeah. The driving alone yeah. is a. Trying yeah. to eat out because, you know, you're. At different doctors. We don't have to go as much as we used to. Now it's like once every six months. That's and awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. And so, and every time we go in there, you know, they're just. He's a superstar up there. He's so famous up there. Right. <laughs> and because uh, Dr. Nakaido actually retired, but he had my. Uh, Dale. And two other kids that he would not retire until he did their final surgery, and oh. then after he finished them, he he left and whatnot. And Imagine his hands, man, being so in like the precise you're cutting like arteries and like yeah. on a child. Because, like, well, at three months old, their hearts yeah. are the size of a walnut. Yeah, and not even like a, a big walnut. It's right. just a medium fucking size walnut heart. And you've got to, yeah, exactly. You've got to be. I think that beats brain surgery. My, our For surgeon, sure. Dr. Nakaido, is fucking fascinating. He wrote a book. Shit, what the name? What's the name of it? Second Heart. And uh, anyway, he come. His father was a doctor, and his father came from a line of samurai. And when his father decided to not become a samurai and follow the family line and become a doctor, basically he kind of shamed their family. And so, uh, and this was when he was living in Japan, so, well, that's when Hiroshima happened. And his dad, he remembers being young and watching his dad go around and helping everybody. And, and he's just, uh, he just had this attitude. He's like, I can do this. And so he went into it and just went, man, and head into it. And he's just one of those people that that's what they're supposed to be doing, you know. That's it was just right. natural. Story. And, uh, well, he, he didn't really have a whole lot of faith in anything, you know. He just by the books you yeah. know, what you learn and yeah. he got to the point where you know he just he, if he couldn't figure something out he'd go to school and learn more about it that's how he right. became so specialized well he lost his son oh. he was you know and that kind of changed his whole world his son was killed in an elevator accident when he was in college going to school to become a surgeon too oh, and he was killed in an elevator accident and he just remembers having a hard time going back into it and the hospital he's working at, he looks up and he sees a mother of one of the heart babies that he had lost that was working there as a nurse. And he said, uh, well, how can you, how can you be here? You know, he tried to tell her, you know, I just thought, how can you be in this place every day knowing right. this is where your child? And she said, well, it's, it's just what I'm supposed to do. So anyway, kind of changed him, changed his faith. And yeah, man, and he's gone on to just fantastic. But he has such a cool backstory. That's awesome. Super cool. It actually inspired me to go to nursing school. And god damn it, <laughs> I quit smoking marijuana three months before nursing school just to clean out and go to nursing school. I was three months in. I was like one of the top three in the grades in the class. I was going for it. And fuck if they finally didn't get the thing back for my drug test that I had came positive for marijuana. <laughs> oh, so no. I had, yeah, got kicked out. So, oh. yeah, it bummed me out for a long time, but I can't, you don't kick me down long. I yeah, yeah. I wasn't supposed to be there. And so, and then life pushed me around to where I am now because 
my husband, you know, my husband was trying to go through this whole fucking disability process, which put us, oh my gosh, that's a huge long story too. No, it could be a five hour podcast. Anyway, <laughs> we wound up having to wait on his fucking social security for like a period of almost six years. Yeah. And oh, in yeah, that six years, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that whole six years go by and the only income we've got coming in is my son's SSI, $770 a month. Because when I went to work, I made minimum wage, Dollar General, minimum wage, less than 20 hours a week because right. I couldn't work a whole lot with Dale. Right. And just that little bit kicked Doc and I off of adult sooner care. And he's insulin dependent, has oh, asthma. Shit. So I'm like, how the fuck are we going to pay for his stuff? Yeah. And so it, it put me in this position of I'm willing to work, I want to work because I'm going crazy being at home all the time. Right. I'm a people person and it just. It was fucking nuts. So it was like that. And a friend of mine I used to work with said, why don't you start painting some scrap wood? Everybody's in these scrap wood signs right now. I'm like, hmm. So I did. And I was just, I was kind of coming through that whole spiritual growing stage of saying, okay, well, you know, put the people in my path I need to get right. me where it is I'm supposed to be, where my higher self is supposed to be. Put those people in my path that are going to get me there. Right. Well, then turns to find out this family that had helped us out every Christmas with Dale. Uh, it's actually a lady and, you know, guy, you know the guy named Rex Lynn? He's an actor. Remember Cliffhanger? Yeah. Yeah. Remember the bad, bald guy in Cliffhanger? A little bit. I don't remember He's also the much. school principal on Young Sheldon. Ah, damn it. That's a, I haven't watched that yet. I've, okay. watched, I've watched a little bit, but I have never seen He's, the principal. And he was the narrator and the sheriff in A Thousand Ways to Die in the West. Okay. Well, you know okay. Who, you know who it is I'm now? Gonna, I'm going to figure it out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah, anyway, yeah. that's the... Because he's um, his, his nephew was in the hospital same time as us. Dale and him have had almost the exact same surgeries. And right. so we didn't know it until later, but uh, they were helping side of Christmas. Well... The lady that was helping him found out I was trying to start painting, so she bought me all the paints. She bought me a printer. She just, for oh, no reason, like, I just, you know, she just out of her, good of her yeah. heart. And that got me started. Well, I'd make 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. And then, so everybody was wanting them so much, I had, like, this huge list that I wasn't ever getting to, and I was working 24-7. Well, there I go, I meet Cody. And they got the pawn shop then, and they just started the Buck and Flamingo. <coughs> And Doc said, take your signs down there. And I said, nah, you know, I'm weird about that. Look what I did. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just, look at the glory that's of what I did. my glory. Yeah, my that's stuff. how I feel. So. Look at my things. <laughs> yeah. Look at this thing you got to put in your fingers. Look at my things. Yes, things, jazz fingers. Things. Yes, come, come gather around. <laughs> come gather around here. Look at all the stuff I brought. I, I can't made stand this. that. You know, that's why I won't drive a red car. Really? I won't because I feel like if I'm in a red car, I'm, when I wrecked my car when that herd of fucking deer hit my car, remember you yeah. bought me a BB gun? That's yeah. my favorite memory of you. Because I had that giant rant on MySpace about those deer. But uh, yeah, they gave me Ow. a red like loner car during that time and I hated it. Ooh, check out the lady <laughs> in the red car. Yeah. I know it. I like to be in color. <laughs> oh, that's fine. In lime green. <laughs> Nobody looks at Lion Green. Like, I'm actually without a vehicle now. I'm in my mom's car because really? trick or treat night in Pawhuska. We're coming down. Kaihika. Oh my god! I remember. The, go, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this fucking old man was at the stop sign, and there's no stop for us. We're supposed to go. It's right that weird corner by the tribal buildings. And uh, he said he saw the guy in front of us, and he saw the guy behind us, but he didn't see us. And I'm right there, and I, all I remember is my old man going, yep, he's going to fucking hit us, and then bam! And I've got Dale and my other two nephews in the back, oh, no. not strapped in, because oh, we're no. trick-or-treating. We're right, stopping yeah, you got to stop and go. So Dale hits the back of the seat, trying to keep little Kaysen from hitting the back of the seat. Jeez. Everything's now, mind you, I can laugh about this now. Right. My old man, I had done his face up, and he was the ghost rider. He was all cowboyed out, and I had his whole face painted like a skull, even into his beard. 
and this poor old man, <laughs> my old man gets out. And I'm telling you, my old man. He thought has, the devil came to Am I dead? <laughs> I guess I'll die now. Right. He's got fucking Ghost Rider out there yeah. cussing him within an inch of his life. And the guy that's trying to help Dale, because they had Dale over now on the deal holding his neck stable till the ambulance yeah, got there. Yeah. And Doc's just rah, 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 and the cop's like, I cannot get up to stop him. And I'm like, honey, please calm down. Please, you know, I'm, I'm trying to doctor fill my husband. Had a fireball <laughs> in his hand too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but had some chains. He was okay. He just had a bruise on his cheek before awesome. he hit the seat. But yeah. he was all mad. He was like, I just want to go home. That guy ruined my Halloween. <laughs> and I remember whenever we hit, he was so angry. You know, and uh, we cuss all the fucking time. Right, yeah. I'm sorry, they're colorful adjectives. It's not a big fucking deal. (laughs) However, I tell my kid, those are grown-up words. You are not tall enough, nor are you mature enough to use them yet. Right. When you show me you're mature enough, I'll allow you to start sliding them in. I have no sympathy because we were not allowed to say fart or crap. Or dang! I remember when I, was when I first found up. out that I could say crap and get away with it. I used that word every chance I could. <laughs> right, right. I couldn't say hard. stupid. That one, my mom would. My, my mom, I would too. get in trouble if I called someone stupid. Stupid. Stupid is the worst thing you could call anybody. We were watching. I'm, I'm gonna get you sucker one time. And remember, remember when they show the dude's big toe? It's all fucked up. Me and my dad are watching it, <laughs> and I'm laying there on the couch, and I go, "What the fuck is that?" And I go, <gasps> and then I look over at my dad, and my dad's going like this, <laughs> just watching TV. He can't hear a word I'm saying. And I just go, <laughs> like, right. oh, thank God, thank God. But then I, I said crap one day, and I said, yeah, that's, that, that is funny about whatever. And he just confirmed, uh, oh, I think you're Trump saying crap. Crap, 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 any crap. Right? Like, I just crap, all this crap every time. Sorry. What I want to know is what we would... The elephant in the room is when we gonna get to the aliens, cause you. You know, this is what we were. Oh. You yeah. know, I've been listening to stuff ever since I talked to you earlier because I wound up, I was supposed to go take pictures today, but I'm going to have to wait and do it tomorrow. So I wound up having some time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going over some stuff I'd been listening to recently. Yeah, actually, the whole deal with Dale is the whole reason I'm obsessed. I was at home, Yeah. I had nothing else yeah. to do, and I just got sucked in it, man. Yep. I got sucked in it. I watched this uh, documentary called. I Know What I Saw by James Fox. And that was one of the first ones I saw. And it was mainly about the Phoenix Lights. Okay. Yeah. James Fox is the guy who just did the one called The Phenomenon. And that's fucking badass. I haven't I watched really that like one yet, him. but I'll, I'll check it out. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so I watched that. And then I had always kind of, I was always a believer in ghosts. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, well, where we grew up, they were, yeah. they were all over the place. Well, and Jane and Desmond have shit follow them around everywhere. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I walked home from her house, their house one night at three o'clock in the morning because something hit the floor. It sounded like a TV fell on the floor. Yeah. And it was right in the middle of us. Nothing had moved. A fan stood up by itself. And I'm just like, peace. Peace. <laughs> And, uh, well, I forgot what the fuck we were talking about. I had that moment. Ghosts. <laughs> ghosts, ghosts, yeah. Ghosts. So I believed in ghosts. Yeah. And I kind of believed in the possibility. I'm really skeptical. Right. right. Because in my mind, if I can fake it, I don't believe it. And I know how to fake a lot of shit. Yeah. I do a lot of stuff yeah, on yeah, the yeah. computer. And, uh, I'm always trying to figure it out. But what got me in it was the military people you know because they started I was, talking about it yeah you know because every tom dick and harry can have a story right. and you know i'm interested enough in psychology that i'm interested in people with abnormal psychology and so right. you know i get why people do things like that right see then and, and, but that's what I, that's what i was i was going to get to about these sightings and like who why it's so significant about these big like big wigs coming out now because 
there was what there was one of those documentaries that said that they basically. Uh, oh crap! Oh, we gotta pause this for a second. Okay. So, Jer is the guy like he worked with George Knapp, which was the news reporter from Las Vegas who's been reporting on this stuff ever since. He did the Bob Lazar documentary. He did one on Skinwalker Ranch, the hunt for Skinwalker Ranch. And then uh, he's he's been working with George Knapp, and they're the ones that have been releasing these videos of the military cameras that are catching them, uh, getting the, all this stuff on there. And so he, he's real, like, especially the Twitter field, he's up there, and yeah. people love him or they hate him. Right. There's some people, no matter what you do, they're going to hate you. Just yeah. like... Just like um, Lou Elizondo. Lou Elizondo was this guy, but people said, well, he, well, he was, he was a, what the fuck's the word? Uh, damn it. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, whenever you're giving people false information, trying to get, to get them to believe something, oh, you know? Uh, a charlatan? <laughs> no. Well, pretty much like, oh. spin doctor? No, um, little just small false rocks. information, putting false information out there. Right. Uh, with the CIA, anyway, they put him in this deal. The story is they put him in this deal over to look into the UFOs, but then every try to, time he tried to do anything about it, every, no one would take it seriously, no one would listen, blah, blah, blah. So supposedly he left them out of frustration. I say that like I think he's bullshit. I really don't know either. Right. Way. Right. Uh, I can see points on both sides of the argument. But uh, they don't like him. He came out with the TTSA, which had the guy from Blink-182 in it. I, I have, that was awesome. I, yeah, but that organization that he started, or he's, I don't know. I think it's shit. I kind of feel like he was just a little bit of a dumb pawn. I, exactly. Exactly. He was a front. He was, he was just a face to put in it. Like, they go, hey, man, come Get do some this. Attention. Yeah. Check this out. Well, yeah, all right, then. Let's just say aliens do exist in this whatever we're in. <laughs> um, this matrix. Matrix or whatever. But what kind of civilization you think they are? If they Do they have, like, culture? Do they have... What, what do they have? Are they, like, a million years old or, like... Well, you'd have to think about their technology. Yeah. You know, what we know, what the government has come out and said that, yes, these things exist. We know... That they can appear and disappear at will. We know that they can. Uh, so they can break the sound barrier yeah. without making a sound. They <clears> can <throat> stop on a dime and turn. They can go. I think the one that they said they had radar data on. That one was going like something like thirty-eight thousand miles an hour. Which, I mean, that's like. Pff, we're yeah. the coyote. What if? Yeah. What if? Yeah. Those things that go really fast is us. Way ahead in the future, and it's just, uh, just our future selves. It's, it's, it's they're time tourists. They get to see the Earth as it was around our time now. I believe something close to that because yeah. I also believe in reincarnation, and I put that in there with that. And if we're all recycled souls, and we're all supposedly getting to this higher self, you know, like you hear people like Buddha. Right. Buddha was supposedly, you know, light, like literally light. Whenever right. Christ rose up, you know, they said he was full of light. Someone else, you know, uh, Muhammad, you know, he the same thing. I think there's a point that they, oh, fuck, I got off on something, but it has to do with that. Yeah. Uh, Attain to some enlightenment. Yeah, I think it has to do when with you got that glow. Like, have you ever heard of the Council of Nine and all that? They did a whole a Ancient Aliens episode on it. And from what I'm hearing, my, well, my own theories, but I form my theories by what I hear and I right. listen to a lot because I'm a nerd like that. And, uh, but I think it has something to tie into what other people would call angels and demons. Mm -hmm. However, I think. How we've been taught about things, I think, is like how you teach a Dick and Jane book to a kid how to read, as opposed to the theoretical quantum physics over here. You know, we're getting baby spoon fed right, this because, right, yeah. well, there's only so much knowledge you can keep in your head. Think about it. You know, 
I forget shit constantly. I smoke. Oh. Well, I smoke a lot of weed too. Right. But uh, it's not so much because I'm forgetting. It's just because I've got so much else going on in my head. It's like I don't have room for anything else to get in there because I'm constantly thinking of other things. Right. And you so, have the equipment, the uh, the ability to attain that information, but you're like you're limited. Yeah. Disk space. We're physically limited yeah. by yeah. our by our, like our, meat pro- our process power isn't enough yet. Or yeah. you don't live long enough for your process power to process to, yeah. the way you to yeah. attain that processing yeah. level. <laughs> See, that's why that's why I was saying like we we, we talk about how he has to be like around 20, 20 years old or around twenty when he has to have another surgery, I think. Mm-hmm. Or when the yeah, technology yeah. yeah. Just think how far the technology will come. Or yeah. will have gone by tw- in twenty years. But see, I'm such a believer in the fact that that shit's already out there. Oh, it is. It okay. is. They're already one of my favorite people to listen to. Absolute favorite people to listen to is Richard Dolan, because I would have said Tug Signals, but I mean, I get and, it. Well, I, no. get it. Cool. <laughs> I get it. It's all good. I understand. No, Richard Dolan, <laughs> like he knows his shit. He's a historian, and right. And he and I like the way he thinks. If he cannot back it up with some kind of documentation, something, right. then it might be an interesting story. But <laughs> you know, it's just that it's a story. You can't and don't, and don't use it as that. Like I've had my own UFO experience. Right. But I don't really talk about it a lot because if some if I like if I if someone were telling it to me. Right. Then I wouldn't believe him. Right. And I don't think you should. I think you should believe from facts, and I think you should believe from what your eyes see. What but you I did, actually see. Yeah, and yeah. it was when I started getting into the whole CE5 thing. That's what yeah. got me started off wanting to get a group. And because uh, I tell you, I was on my porch, and I was just chilling out. Dale had gone to bed. Doc was watching whatever he was watching. And I had this little air mattress that I laid on my front porch. And I was watching up at the stars, and I thought, well, I'll try it, you know. And I'm kind of one of those people, I think, nothing's ever going to work for right. me anyway. So I'm yeah. half-assed not even thinking anything's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching, and I start seeing this, uh, you know, I did my meditation and all that, and I had, I was actually about to go in, and I just saw this little, I thought it was a satellite. Because right. I, I try to explain everything as a satellite. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting to see Starlink just because that's cool. I haven't. Uh, a, f- a friend of ours seen it. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I, I want to point it out to Dale. I'm like, look at that shit. Yeah. Uh, but it's it was just you know kind of chucking along, and so in my head, I'm thinking, if that's you, can you do something to set, show me it's you? Right. You know, thinking in my head. Well, this little light slows down. And then makes like a little U-turn and starts coming back down. And I was like, holy shit. You know, (laughs) by this time I'm up on my knees, man. And I'm looking and I'm like, are you for real? And I said, all right, if it's really you, you know, come around. Well, this little, I forgot what else I asked. Anyway, it came down. It went like this. And then as it got down here, it slowed down and then just went back up here. And by the time it got just a little bit further, it just completely zipped out. Yeah. There's wow. nothing. And I was like, but what got me was that it did exactly what I asked it to do exactly when I asked it to right, do it. Right, yeah. And so twice, you. Yeah. you know, in a row. So it, it convinced me. Yeah. And uh, I had had another experience before that that was interesting, but I won't say it was and I won't say it wasn't. We were watching, my husband and I both, there was this little two lights here and this red light, but the way they were moving... It looked like it was getting bigger. Well, this red light was catching up to it. The red light gets to it. It's like it comes one big white light and then splits into three. Oh shit! I was like, it was. I was so amazed. I turned it into Mufon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is, but I saw it. Yeah. But have you ever heard of the grabby alien theory? The grabby alien. Theory. Yeah, because huh. like when a species, you know. It evolves from like say like a single cell organism into like a multi-cell organism into what we are right mm-hmm. and we start creating civilization and then start creating ways to uh, traverse the stars itself like us as a species like mathematically there should have been something before us that's already in our 
bubble of space, like some other civilization that's we should not exist yet because humanity was born too early. Like it's an early race of what the universe is. Right. So that's why we're, we're the grabby aliens that's going to be the first ones to travel. Out. And travel out. Yeah, travel out. Because it takes billions of years to grow this type of civilization. Right. And so we're just a young civilization. I'm telling in you. The, yeah, in I think our, we're babies. Grand, in, in the I grand think, space of things. I agree with the science experiment thing. We're just a, a, univer, a different universe's science experiment that they forgot about. And it's just like, oh, look, there might be something in there. We'll, we'll let it set, see what happens. Yeah. What, what if we're something like in a, in a somebody's desk? Yeah. And like somebody spilt the Diet Coke on the motherfucking. <laughs> and it created like yeah. a, a, some sort of aberration like <laughs> in the you universe. Like, oh shit, what the fuck do we do? And it created something. Well, that, quantum theory tells you now that if, like, if I drop a penny here, it's going to affect the matter in this other universe over here. It's, I forgot what it's called. It's right. some kind of. Like a butterfly effect, but oh, like in the in galactic. Yeah, yeah. Different, yeah, different points. And. <laughs> I kind of nerd. Oh, yeah, I don't want to get on the science. <laughs> no, this is what we do. This is what I like to talk yeah. about. Yeah. The no, weird science, that. deep science yeah. of it all. I kind of feel like, okay, I feel like there are things that are much more advanced than us. Like whenever we, whenever most people say God, I think of God in a different way. To me, God is like everything and everything combined. And like the best description of God I ever heard was imagine this gigantic sun, this flaming, but it's like a liquid. And it's yeah. the biggest thing out there, and everything else is in it. That's the that's the universe. That's God. And you take a cup out of that, and that cup of it, that's you. But you know, you're at the just like taking you know, if the ocean were God, right. you take a cup of water out of that. You know, we're all part of the same thing. That explains a lot to me. Right. Not just the religious part of it. I have to figure things out. That explains a lot to me. That explains. The whole Akashic Record thing, you know, that explains how... Have you ever heard of Dolores Cannon? I have, but remind me of... She's an author. She's this woman uh, who was... She was one of the pioneers. Her and her husband were the pioneers of hypnotism. You know, doing back in the day, you know, you'd do it for quit smoking, lose weight, you know, things like that. Well, they started finding out that the deeper they would take someone into, you know, weird things would start to happen. There's this level called the synambulistic level of hypnosis. And a lot of hypnotists don't like going past that because that's when weird shit happens. Well, she started recording it. Oh, shit. And she would be talking to people. And basically, she'd get, she said everyone and anyone that can get that deep into hypnosis will come down to what she calls like a core consciousness. Right. Which is the same in everybody. Mm-hmm. So basically, she can have you under hypnosis and get down to that core. That core can tell her something. Then you come out of it, she'll put me under hypnosis, and my core, when I, she gets down to my core, my core can start off where yours left off. And she's had it happen. She's written books. She has a whole series wow. about it called her the, the Nostradamus ones. She had a woman that came in for hypnosis, and she regressed this woman into a past life to where she was, like, learning from Nostradamus, like, right. in the classroom. Well... As the woman's under hypnosis and she's telling her what she's seeing, she says Nostradamus sees her and can recognize that she's not alone. And or he, it was a yeah. it was a girl, but it was a male life she was having. Right. So Nostradamus comes over and starts communicating with Dolores Cannon via this past life through right. this woman, and he starts telling her, you know, I've got my quatrains messed up, you know, all this, and I'm, that's fascinating to me too, but. He starts giving her an example. Well, as she's writing all this stuff down, the woman winds up moving. And so she's getting into it, and he's, you know, and while she's in it, he's telling her, this is very important. This is things you need to know. This is things. So he's having her write all this stuff down. Well, the woman goes to move. And so the last session she has with them, when she's got her under hypnosis and she's communicating with Nostradamus, She's telling him, this is the last time I get to talk to you. You know, this woman is moving. And he said, nope, nope, we can't stop here. We're going to come back. Right. So the woman moves. She goes on about it. She lives in Arkansas, this lady does. Yeah. But she deals with people all over the world. So she gets this guy from, like, London or somewhere over there. This guy comes to her. Well, as she's regressing him through a past life, he comes through this guy and literally starts off the same way 
or that starts off the same place he left with the other woman. Right. And he was like, you know, we can all reach this level because we're all connected. She can reach everyone. So she's actually taught a whole bunch of people to do this, what's called quantum healing hypnosis therapy. And there's uh, people all over the world that do it. And it's because they found out that while she, they had people in that deep level where they were down to that core consciousness, if they had problems wrong with them, the core consciousness would see it, recognize it. The past life they would go into previously would have some connection to what's going on with them now. And they would start healing, like yeah. spontaneously healing. Yeah. They'd say, we'd work on it. Uh, there's a lady in Oklahoma City that does it. A practitioner, Teray, went to her actually. Really? Uh huh. And cool. uh, did a session. And this woman was trained by Dolores Cannon. And this woman was healed by Dolores Cannon. She had so many things going wrong with her knee problems. She was like having kidney failure and all this. And while Dolores Cannon would have her under, she'd say she wants to have these things worked on. So they would. It was just like you know her doctors were amazed. They didn't know what the fuck. So now they're doing this, and I mean, it's there's science behind. You know, there's yeah. some kind of science behind it. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's what she does. Is it like Avatar, where everybody hooks their tail up to the, to it, the to the planet? Like, no, and it's, it's all like some sort of shared consciousness. It's like getting us down to like the OS. It's getting us yeah. down to the operating system. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. we're like I'm fucking like Photoshop Illustrator and all this stuff over here. But when you get down to the core, I'm DOS. Yeah. And it's the DOS that's the same connected with everybody. It's weird to think that the, this up here, this is really what's alive. Like this is, this is what the, the rest of this is just an operating system for the or just protector. Well, I think we're just coming into an age where knowledge that was previously known yeah. is going to reemerge. Yeah. You know, think of what we lost when they burned the library, library of Alexandria. Yeah. I mean, Holy I almost, shit, Dad, that's going I back. almost yeah. get, you know, it almost makes me mad because I'm thinking, think of that shit. Yeah. If there's a there's a movie on Amazon. Uh, it's got the chick that played in The Mummy. You know, the lady that oh, played in that. Uh, Rachel Wise? <laughs> yeah, Rachel yeah. Wise. And, uh... Anyway, it's a true story, and it's a character. And this woman uh, was—it was back in the t that time, and she was a teacher over there at uh, where the in Alexandria. Right. And uh, Alexandria, you have to understand, was a mix of paganism, and then Christians came in, and they Alexander wanted the world to see this place as a place where different types of people could come in and mesh, a melting pot, right. almost like the first American idealism. Right. Well, the Christians decided that everything was a heresy. They didn't want them teaching this. And she was put to death. I mean, flesh ripped off of her everything in front of crowds. And they burned the Library of Alexandria. She had tried to save some of the documentation. And when they found her, they burned her for being a witch. And so it was a crazy story. But oh, I think about that. Think about how much history we've lost. Well, now we've gone through this whole age. Where everything has been physical science. If yeah. you have to, but there's a, but that's such a narrow-minded view of what actually exists. Right. You know, it's just like a rainbow spectrum. You know, out of the entire spectrum, we can only see this one little tiny part of it. But that's just because it's all we're able to. That doesn't mean right. the rest of it doesn't exist. Right. And what's happened is men in power have made it to where. It's like, oh, you know, you're a nut. You're a nut because it serves their purpose. Keeping it hidden serves their purpose. Yeah. But. Because they're, they're what? Like, you, the government's, like, what, 50 years advanced compared to us or something like that? There, there was a number thrown out there, like. Like they're twenty or thirty years of more advanced than what we. There's know forty about. years of for every year of uh, civilian technology advancement. There's like forty years yeah. of military government. Yeah. The guy I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, he was the head of Lockheed Skunk Works. Yes. The head of it. I, I know who you're talking and about. And when he was retiring, he had a 
a big, you know, met with everybody yeah. in the company was speaking. And he said, we now have the t technology to take E.T. home. Yep. If you can think it, we're 50 years ahead of it. Yeah. If you can imagine it, we're 50 years ahead of what you can imagine. Man, I want to be in that room. No right? shit. I, right? I mean, it's not like... <laughs> like I want to, I want to know the math equations. I want like there's so many questions I have about like, like what's the how how what's the for, what's the formulas for all this? You should watch this guy called his name's Nassim Harrison. Nassim Ah, he is this mathematician that is fucking and the way he explains it though, because mm -hmm. I'm an artist, I have an art brain. I never got math because I can't visualize it. I can't right. figure it out. But this guy explains it. Like there's a plonk is like a plonk is the smallest form of matter they can they can get to. You know, there's nothing smaller than the plonk, they said. Well he's looking at like the Fibonacci sequence. It keeps going and it keeps going. Well that's natural in nature. Why can't it keep going the same way? So he's saying you can keep going down anyway. Like inner space instead of outer space. Right. Yes. Right. Like there's yes. infinite inner space. Mm -hmm. Like there's always a, some sort of quantum deep Inner, uh, there's always exactly. something that's smaller than something else in this world. Yeah, yeah, there's always something. You can always divide something in half. I mean... There's something plonk to another plonk. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got a plonk they can plonk around. Can I smoke in here? Of course, okay. yeah. Um, I'll crack this up a little bit. You got an ashtray? Yeah, there's an ashtray there for you. Yay, thank you. Now, see, what I was getting to earlier is... Uh, was I think it's that Stephen Greer. I think it was one of his documentaries. I know him real well. I got really... You know the, the trailer that pulls the flamingo around in Pawhuskash? That was the first real job I did for Cody was painting that trailer. And uh, while I was out in his barn painting that trailer, I did nothing but listen to uh, Stephen Greer YouTube videos. Right? <laughs> so I learned a lot about... Yeah. <coughs> well, I, I could be wrong on, on which one I'm talking about, but there was like a whole plot line of how the government was going to lay this whole thing out for us to learn. Yes, that came from it was the, uh, Werner von Braun. Yes. And it yes. was his assistant. <laughs> it was his uh, nurse, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Like the nurse that was taking care of him before he was while he was dying. Yeah, she was like a, <laughs> a nurse or like a personal assistant or what she was, but yeah, he basically <laughs> told her. You know, it's this whole thing that that first it's going to start with, you know, it's going to be Russia. Yeah. We have to hurt Russia. And then it's going to be rogue nations. Yeah. And then it's going to be, you know, a threat from outer space. And he said, but, you know, that's what he said. The last card they're going to play is it's going to be from outer space. Yeah. And uh, they keep talking about <coughs> I just saw an article today, actually, about... Uh, they're going to try to put a nuclear plant or something on the moon. They've got plans to try to put this nuclear plant on the moon. So they're going to get workers to go work on the fuck. You know how much that costs? Right. Exactly. But where there's a will, there's a way. Right. Where there's an Elon Keep, Musk, there's, there's a already oh There's already Nazis on the moon. Anyway, I'm, already, so. I, I'm a strong believer. We already have things on the moon. I really feel like we do. I feel like we have something like already do, there. But I feel like... There was something already there. True. You heard the stories yes. about Neil Armstrong and all them yes. when they went up they there. they seen stuff up there. Yeah, they were all yeah. across the ridge. Yep. yep. And uh, you got Gordon Cooper, you've got uh, Astronaut, you've got oh, Edgar Mitchell. You know, every one of them. And have you ever watched Buzz, Buzz uh, Aldrin, uh, Aldrin talk yeah. about stuff like this? He gets he talks about a lot of I love shit. his face when he yeah. talks about it. Because you can tell... He's trying to tell you without telling. <laughs> yes. You know, I watched Find this. motherfuckers in the streets. Like, somebody said, fake. He yeah. was up there all. I saw this video on, uh, online. It was, he was coming up to a hotel, uh, Buzz Aldrin was, and this fucking flat earth motherfucker is out there. Why are you lying to the people? Why are you, why are you telling everyone this whenever you know it's not true that you never went to the moon and blah? And you, Buzz is trying to hold his inner Buddha right. as much as he possibly can, but this guy was just obnoxious in, in his face. And the next thing you know, old Buzz pulls out the young Buzz and boom! And hits this guy straight, <laughs> straight in the nose, knocks him down. And I was like, I have a whole new respect for Buzz Aldrin. You know, 
flat earthers are the kind of kids that don't like hot dogs, but will eat a bologna sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> like, like an atheist. Yeah, I was like, hey, does. man, I like my bologna. <laughs> I like my hot dog flat. <laughs> I, I have a friend that uh, she claims to be an atheist. Well, I won't say claimed. I love her. She's like a sister, but she knows she says she's an atheist. Yeah. But she's seen and had experiences with and believes in ghosts. Right. I mean, I saw the ghosts that she had in her house, you know, when I was a little bitty. Uh, and I don't get that. I'm like, how can you not believe? I guess you could just... What do you call that? What is that? Like, it's I'm not, not a, sure, because... Because I always thought atheism was like, you don't believe, you don't believe in anything. anything. Yeah. yeah, that when you yeah. die... But then there's nihilism alive. as well, and th- it doesn't matter. Like... <laughs> I don't, we don't believe in nothing. It doesn't nothing, matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And the denialists uh, and uh, the Big hmm. Lebowski. Yeah. But I like, fucking love that movie. They were talking on that one documentary about how uh, this is why we have so many like abductions and shit and like people saying supposedly they got to... We are... Our own government was abducting people in these uh, like uh, reverse engineered UFOs and that's what all the all the uh, the cattle mutilations, uh, most of the crop circles, trying to get people to be trying afraid. to get them scared because they're playing. The, why do you think in almost every single movie made about aliens, they're the bad guys? Right. In almost every single major motion picture made made to date, besides a couple, which they said uh, Encounters of the Third Kind was actually written based on a true was based story. on a true yeah, story. Yeah, I think that was the Holdeman yeah, UFO. Yeah, yeah, and he's actually the. Uh, some dudes in the video or in the movie because the one that helped him that that like helped him out with it I can't remember oh, his name now Heineck uh, yes yeah J. Allen Heineck he's but actually in the movie what do they want I mean what's the end game with them like are they supposed to guide us See, no, or are they supposed to just from what I've heard it's it's we're like kind of not accepted. We are accepted. way the fuck out of balance. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, we're not yeah. able to accept them yet. So they're we're just not in balance with the, the planet. We're killing now. our planet. Yeah. And what affects our planet affects other regions of the universe. It affects other places yeah. because there are multiple universes. There are multiple dimensions. Yeah. And what happens here doesn't just happen here. That's why whenever we started using. The atomic bomb. Yeah. That's why we started having this upflow of UFO experiences, yeah. things like that. Because they're coming up like, what have the kids gotten into now? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Someone left the matches out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but that's crazy that they left us like that and wouldn't think that we could even think of the atomic bomb. Well, right. Like, a Star like, we Trek. Were, like the the theory that, you know, you don't interfere. Right. You go down, but you don't interfere. Well, also too, like the mathematics and in, in everything in, in the uh, discovery of the atomic bomb and the formulas and shit was it discovered or was it is mathematics discovered or is it like is it something we just we're just drawn to I think this is my theory I feel like there's somewhat like a download uh, you ever heard the theory that it isn't just that one person can come up with an idea. It comes up in multiple places in the world at the same time, but only one of them will get credit for it. Right. You know, uh, it'll be, but it'll be the same fucking idea. Right. And uh, I, th- I think it has to do with that whole Akashic record. And I think it has to do with, uh, you know, they know better than we do what the fuck's to do. Because we are babies running around here, and babies want chocolate cake and you know things like that for breakfast. Right. Well, they know that's not good for us. You know, so <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily think they're. Vi- I think it has to do with spiritual evolution. I think it has to do with the fact that they're really trying to get us there. But right now but, we're a plague. Yeah, and we're- there's more than one kind out there. You know, like I've heard four or five different people say. That as far as they know, there are three main factions that are over the one doesn't really give a shit. One's that nihilist group. Yeah, all right, I'm a fanboy now. (laughs) Really doesn't like us, and that tends to be called the reptilians and this and that. And one of them is for us. And a lot of people will say that up. Those are the Palladians and this and that. I don't. I don't really know who the fuck it is. I think there's evidence either way, and I'm just gonna hope. Are they the Greys? Or, or, 
Or the greys are the ones that give a shit. I think little greys are androids. I think little uh, Linda Moulton Howe has an entire theory on that. It has to do with her research when she was doing the. I think most of the most of the sightings of, of when the perception of what we think they are. I think that's all our government has wanted us to, to believe. Just like the whole android alien thing. Well, you know the the video of the alien autopsy. Yeah. Have you heard the late? Well, I say latest. It's been out for a couple of years. They had this big leak come out. They called it the Admiral Wilson leak. Admiral Wilson, uh, Stephen Greer had set up a meeting between Admiral Wilson and somebody else. I can't remember who. Anyway, and gave him the whole speech. This is what's going on. You know, like he said, he's talked to a lot of people in government, told him. So he gave him this whole right. speech. So Admiral Wilson decided to go to one of these places, one of these deals that supposedly are having these black operations going on. And uh, he says, I want to know. I'm the Admiral. You know, I'm, I'm head over all of this. I want to know what's going on here. And they said, you don't have a need to know. Yeah. So the leak was a conversation that was recorded between him and this scientist, Eric Davis. Eric Davis was a scientist that were contract, I think, with the government. He was involved also in Skinwalker Ranch, the government's research on Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. When Bigelow yeah. was out there. Yep. Uh, well, anyway, they had this what whole leak. What's name from Lockheed? No, no. He's not big. Sorry. Ben Rich. I'm ben sorry. Rich is the name of the guy that said that that they have the technology okay. to take sorry. you to home. My yeah. <laughs> I got confused on the name for a minute. Well, where is he? I mean, I wonder where that ET was from. Like, I don't know. See, there's different. Well, the, where, is it even? Is it in our galaxy, or is it like where they're from? Is it like did that portal trans portal? Technology where they could just like interdimensional, interdimensional, interdimensional. Or, like, I think right. so because if you think about dimensions and this and that, it has to do with vibration. And if you're a more higher spiritual being, you have a higher vibration. A lot of the time, well, and they say that mass, energy, and mass times squares. Anyway, they say that mass is produced by how fast things are moving by energy. Right, we're all energy, empty space in between. So. Why the fuck was I going with that? Dimensions. So, you know, if they have a higher dimension or if a higher vibration, they might not be able to take a physical form. A lot of time, we've had uh, alien abductees that have said that, you know, they've been injured or things like that. And they'll say, well, it was because they were, you know, trying to do a download or something. Right. And my physical body couldn't handle it, you know, and uh, it'll do damage. Um, do you think they're fourth dimensional, fifth dimensional beings? I do. Like yeah. living in I a do. fourth yeah. dimensional, like Tesseract, if you will. I do. It's and a that fourth can, dimensional device, I guess. That can take you into the whole heaven and hell theory, too. If heaven and hell are only different dimensions. Right. And, you know. Realms. Realms. Yeah. Realms, yeah. Like when it comes to, uh, God, Greek, Greek history, you know. The old stuff when it comes North down to Thor North and this, and, and then you Greek go over mythology. here and you look at this country, and they have almost the exact same fucking thing. Just different names. I just saw a meme on that today from one of the places, I, and it was, it's always the same number. They always kind of have the same role or whatever, whether it be Egyptian or Greek or Roman or Chinese. You know, they all had this certain Council of Nine. Yeah. You know, right. it's. I think. I think we were an experiment. That just didn't work out as <laughs> as doom and gloom as that sounds right, like. I think, right. but I think it's because of a different faction being in control. What you would call the cabal, right? Working against us to keep us from that, to yeah. keep us from that. But well, what if we were an experiment and say like, all right, this this program scrapped. All right, everybody, we're, we're, we're leaving. We're out of here. And so out. we just left it just to its own devices, and we were. And, you know, relativity, they might have been gone for 20 minutes, but they they left us for a million years, or left us for a fucking whatever odd amount of years. They came back and went, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, well, the kids have the matches. Like, yeah. that's... Right? Like, we, we were... Somebody was mopping. Yeah. Somebody was mopping up late, and all of a sudden they heard a... Like, wait, what the... Oh, shit, hey... Who gave them matches? <laughs> and say if I had a petri dish and I created a, a whole alternative universe in that dish, and say how many pieces do you wish? Sorry, 
five. One, two, three, four, five. You dirty dish rag, you. Anyway, so I created a, a universe within a dish. That universe became like some sort of self-aware and it grew. It, it knew that a, a mathematic formula where it, if it grew itself out of the Petri dish, it could be amongst the gods that created it. Like, you think we could ever create, get to that point where we are now peers with the gods that created us? I think that's what reincarnation Jumping is. Jumping out of the Petri dish. I think that's what reincarnation is. I think... I think the higher you get when you hit that enlightenment, it's like a level up. Yeah. Level up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and like, if everything, I think this way a lot, you know, if everything does hit doom and gloom and everybody dies, well, shit. Are you down Energy for, never? are you down for, I mean, this is just now getting good. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we got 30, we got 30 seconds. seconds in this oh, episode. Oh, I have no curfew. Really? Okay. Because yeah, like, because later in the week, they got to hear the rest of, yeah. okay. of this. All right. Come back for part two. So you got to come back. And, man, this is like, I was like, oh, shit, this is getting good. This is, <laughs> yeah. Look getting at, the, look at, I'm getting we're getting into the, the nougat. I'm yeah. getting the girl scoot to get yeah. the power. I'm all comfy now. I'm ready to go. So tune in. <laughs> tune in next time to this episode with Joella's show. Like Skip, scab, scoop later. Yeah. Uh, Here I am, smoking I a lot of ganja. <laughs> 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 no.